1: Hey, what's up, guys? Pete Alonzo here from the New York Mets, and uh, I'm here with Alfred, and I just want to say thank you so much to all you guys for listening to the Metropolitan Report. It's a really awesome show. You got some great insight on Mets baseball, and, um, yeah, its I mean, it's a great place where Mets baseball is talked about, and we got a lot of really fun stuff coming up this year. And uh, a lot of really great things coming from, from this team in the clubhouse. And I'm really, really excited to keep the ball rolling. And uh, it's been such a fun season. And I, I'm really thankful for everybody coming out to the ballpark and supporting us. And it, it's just been absolutely tremendous. So thank everybody for listening to the Metropolitan Report. And uh, Alfred, keep doing your thing. And as always, LFGM. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into an all new edition of the Metropolitan Report. My name is Alfred Parsar Jr., and here on this podcast, we talk about any and everything New York Mets. Of course, the Metropolitan Report is a proud member of the Grid Network. And here on this program today, we are going to discuss the Mets roster. Of course, opening day is next Thursday for the New York Mets as they open the season on the road. And we're going to talk about recent cuts as well as position battles that are going on that are key. To shaping the back end of this team and who i think is in and who i think is out and why but first we're going to start out with the baby mets as i like to call them uh the young guys on saturday ronnie mauricio the powerful switch hitting shortstop who was a sensation in camp and in spring training for the mets um this spring he's been sent down to triple a uh of course he had a very off uh impressive offensive showing uh this spring however uh, Buck Walters cited numerous times that Mauricio needs to work on his defense. Uh, why this move makes sense to me, at least, uh, Ronnie Mauricio has never played above AA. Of course, last season he started out the minor league season in single A Brooklyn, moved up to AA Binghamton, but he stopped there. Uh, Mauricio in recent months has impressed. Of course, like I said, he was setting spring training on fire with great contact and power and he was the uh winter league uh D- Dominican Winter League MVP this past January however it's hard to justify putting a guy on the opening day major league roster when he's never played above double A just a little bit more seasoning for Mauricio and he should I-, I mean I do expect him to uh see flushing at some point in the season uh I can't imagine 2023 going from April to the end of September and Mauricio at least not getting a cup of coffee. But Ronnie Mauricio, again, uh, on Saturday, sent down to AAA. He'll start the season in Syracuse. Francisco Alvarez, the uh, the powerful hitting catcher, uh, he was sent down to AAA just yesterday. Not a surprise, because in the offseason, the Mets did spend the money. Um, they did sign Omar Narvaez, and of course, Tomas Nito was already on the roster after they traded James McCann to Baltimore Narvaez's signing always spelled doom for Mauricio's I mean not Mauricio sorry for Alvarez's chances uh going into uh opening day uh Alvarez did have a cup of coffee in the bigs last year he only had one hit which was a home run in City Field a solo shot however this spring he left a lot to be desired uh, this spring, he hit 107 with just one RBI. He only had three base hits in all of spring. The Mets haven't given up on his bat. His bat was not the issue. Uh, Buck Walter said that he did expect Alvarez to play the entire 2023 season in Syracuse. But the, again, the bat, not the issue. The issue was the defense. His, his defense behind the plate is not major league ready. Now, why this move makes sense to me, uh, I agree with this move. Uh it makes sense only because again he's going to be a catcher. you're going to expect him to call games, you're going to expect him to call pitches, dictate what pitchers are throwing if he can't block a pass ball or or a wild pitch you know that, that that those are key skills at the major league level uh so Alvarez again uh and that's always been the knock on Alvarez for as good as his bad has been. We've saw him in the twenty twenty one uh futures game, which is the all-star game for the minor leaguers. Uh, we saw him with the impressive power, the moonshot he hit in Coors Field in Colorado. Uh, we saw him tear up every level of minors. The bat is not the issue, although he did have the underwhelming spring training, which didn't help him this spring at all. But it's the defense. And you cannot bring a kid up at just 21 years old and have him start on the major league roster just to have him sit there and 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 be a platoon DH because DH is a is a position that is gonna they're gonna pass the bat around and we'll talk about that a little later on in the program, but uh, Alvarez, you, you you he's gonna be the catcher of the future. You can't waste him away on the bench, uh, not getting at bats or or only getting at bats and no defense. He must work on his defense. I understand they could make him a career DH because guys like Ellis Burks and Edgar Martinez and David Ortiz have made careers in Major League Baseball, Hall of Fame careers for some of them uh at the uh designated hitter level but before they became dhs they all had some type of defense at some type of defensive position so uh, i think this move is good for alvarez a little bit of seasoning on the young guys will never ever uh be a bad thing but alvarez option to triple a uh to start uh 2023 so we'll see him in syracuse again not a bad thing and again i can't picture 2023 going by uh without uh, seeing Alvarez, I think I personally think he gets another cup of coffee. Uh, should Diorme or Nito get hurt, uh, the Mets, uh, I don't think they'll go to Alvarez because again, defense is not his strength, but stranger things have happened, but I, I see at least Alvarez getting a cup of coffee towards the end of this season. All right, here we go now. Uh this these are my picks of the 26th players that are going to be on the roster uh here we go so I'll, and i'll break this down by position and then the bench and then the starting starting pitching rotation and the bullpen so here we go at first base of course pete alonso always with a lock to make the team of course uh the polar bear is a friend of the show shout out to him uh uncontested he's a lock um, he's back in camp uh, from a from a great showing at the World Baseball Classic, as is the starting second baseman, Jeff McNeil. Uh, shortstop, Francisco Lindor, Locke. Third base. Now, I understand that Brett Beatty is putting pressure on the veteran, but I have Eduardo Escobar being the starting third baseman uh, for this New York Mets club to begin the season. Uh, catcher, I think Omar Nervaez, just because he was the, the prized free, ag- free agent acquisition, I think he starts behind the plate. Uh, Left field, I have Mark Canna. Center field, we have Brandon Nimmo. Right field, Starling Marte. Designated hitter against right-handed pitching would be the lefty, Daniel Vogelback. On the bench, we have either... uh, Well, I'll go ahead and just say it. Uh, We have Tommy Pham, who will more than likely against left-handed pitching be the DH. uh, And he will be able to spell... Uh, either Canna, Nimo, or Marte in the outfield on a day off. Uh, Giorme, of course, the other catcher. You can't you can't field a major league team without carrying a backup catcher, so that's a given. Um, we have Giorme, so Nito a backup catcher. We have Giorme, who was always a lock to make the team. Uh, Giorme, who should have won a Gold Glove last season, defensive stalwart. Uh, should uh, Lindor, Escobar, or McNeil miss time in the outfield? Uh, Giorme can play any of those positions. So we got uh, Tommy Pham as the backup outfielder slash designated hitter. Um, Tomas Nito, backup catcher. Guillorme, uh, backup infielder. I think Tim LaCastro, who we've been talking about a lot on this program, for those of you who continue to follow the Metropolitan Report, thank you. But Tim LaCastro has impressed me this spring. Uh, the young man batting in the 350s, uh, these spring at-bats, Uh, while, while they may not mean much to a veteran like a Starling Marte or Mark Canna or Pete Alonso, they mean a lot to guys who are trying to make the team. Of course, Tim LeCastro was signed to a minor league deal back in January with an invite to, uh, spring training. And he is impressed his competition for that final roster spot. Hasn't really done much in the form of Darren Ruff, Darren Ruff, not hitting well at the plate. Uh, he may be designated for assignment uh also competing for the final roster spot is former uh Chicago White Sox standout infield prospect Danny Mendick who's coming off of a torn ACL last season he's only batting 130 this spring so uh LeCastro is my front runner and then in the final bench spot it's between Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos
0: okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary over over by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: now baby and vientos both play third vientos can play a little bit of second um I gotta go I gotta go with the numbers and we'll put the graphic of the, the comparison between the two. Now, like we said, Mauricio and Alvarez have been sent to Triple A. Uh, there's only space for one more guy, and it cannot be both Beatty and Vientos. I know I said uh in episode one uh of our podcast for this season that I believe that Beatty should get the spot, and I still believe Brett Beatty should get the spot, although Vientos is chasing him and making the decision a little bit difficult, but if we break down the spring numbers. Uh, for the final bench spot, Brett Beatty batting 333 with one home run, six RBIs, a 905 OPS. And then you have Vientos batting 283, two home runs, 11 RBIs, a 807 OPS. Now, here's the difference between the two gentlemen Vientos is more effective when it comes to hitting for power. As you can see, he has one more home run this spring than Beatty does. Uh, and he has five more RBIs. However, Beatty has the higher average, which also leads to the high, the higher OPS. Now, I know that this is going to be a difficult decision, and whoever should win this position battle will start the season on the bench. They will not, I don't foresee Eduardo Escobar, although maybe mid-season or late in the season, he loses the starting job or gets traded. He's going to start uh, this season at third base for the Mets. But, uh the winner of this position battle between Beatty and Vientos that's going to be your bench guy uh I think Beatty's going to get this job just because he has a higher OPS and a higher average meaning he's going to get on base more often than Vientos the only reason why Vientos numbers are what they are is because he's come up to the plate this spring with the men ahead of him on base Beatty can't help that every time he walks up to the to the plate there there's nobody to drive in that's not his fault so uh, I got to give it to Beatty. He's having the better spring. Uh, he also he looks confident in the swings that I've seen Beatty take this spring. He doesn't look to be second guessing himself, swinging the uh, the bat with confidence, and uh, you could tell that he's set out to make this uh, opening day roster. So I'm gonna give the Duke to Brett Beatty. Of course, like I said, I can't picture 2023 going by without seeing mark vientos in flushing at some point there's going to be some point where somebody's going to get hurt or in the case of escobar may get traded and you may need to bring vientos in you never know uh but again as far as guys who are competing for this bench spot that i expect to be uh, dfa'd uh, i do expect darren ruff to be designated for assignment he's just shown nothing he's been battling the wrist injury he's had to take multiple quarter zone shots Uh, Bat speed is just not there for Darren Ruff and he struggled mightily. Also, he's been playing first base uh, while Pete Alonso was away uh, with team USA. Now that Pete Alonso is back, I mean, Daniel Vogelback by trade is already a first baseman. Um, How many, how many guys playing first can you have on one team? So uh, I think that Darren Ruff gets the short end end of the stick and rightfully so Uh, Darren Ruff, going back to the trade deadline last year when we acquired him from the San Francisco Giants for J.D. Davis has just not produced. Underwhelming. Um.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Oh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: you know i i have no faith in darren ruff i haven't swung a bat in competitive in competitive situations in in close to a decade and i probably could you have a better bet than darren ruff so uh, bye-bye Darren Ruff. And like I said, Danny Mendick, um, he may not uh, necessarily be worth a DFA because he's still a young player with a high upside, but I, I foresee him going, uh, starting the season in Syracuse, uh, with the Syracuse Mets. I don't think Danny Mendick is a guy that you necessarily need to get rid of outright, but at least Danny Mendick, uh, keep him stashed in the minors. Again, you never know what could happen. Should Giorme Lindor, Escobar, uh, or any of those infield guys go down, Danny Mendick can play in that middle infield. Uh, again, he was highly touted uh, with the White Sox, traded at the deadline last year, and um, you know he and, he and he's rehabbing an ACL injury, which is not easy. Uh, so again, hasn't played competitive baseball since last June when he went down. So uh, I expect Mendick to bounce back. The best place to learn to bounce back would be in the minor leagues. All right, moving on. The, the starting pitching rotation, of course, this is a no-brainer. The first four, it's going to be uh, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Kodai Senga, Carlos Cookie Carrasco, and then either uh, David Peterson or Tylor McGill. Reason being is because Jose Quintana uh, won't be around until the All-Star Game. Uh, I know on this program before, I made a case for Tylor McGill. However, I'm switching gears. I'm going with David Peterson, and I'll tell you why. Number one, you look at the other four starters, uh, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Kodai Senga, Carlos Carrasco. The one thing they all have in common, they're all right-handed pitchers. There is not a single lefty uh, amongst the four of them. So change it up for variety. That's number one. Number two, David Peterson. Say what you will about him in past seasons, and I know I've been a critic in past seasons of David Peterson as well, but David Peterson is having the spring of a lifetime as opposed to Tyler McGill, who was competing neck and neck with um, David Peterson. But Tyler McGill this past weekend struggled in his outing, making the case stronger as to why Buck should go with Peterson. Here are the numbers, folks. David Peterson, he has no wins and no losses. However, zero ERA, has not allowed a run all spring. He's got 13 strikeouts and 12 innings pitched. Tyler McGill, on the other hand, is one and one with an ERA of 3.0, and in the same 12 innings pitched, he struck out 8. So uh, Peterson has been perfect so far this spring. Uh, Again, to veterans like Scherzer and Verlander and Carrasco, these spring outings and the numbers don't mean much. But to guys trying to make it in the rotation...
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This is the only way to evaluate talent. And uh, right now, David Peterson has got Tyler McGill beat. Uh, Tyler McGill. Now, the Mets don't necessarily need to have him off of the opening day roster. They could stash him in the bullpen. That's always a possibility. Uh, Of course, with the Edwin Diaz injury, having a strong arm like McGill in relief could be a great thing. We've seen plenty of former starters. Who started, who started their careers as starters or, or you know, uh, started off as a starting pitcher and they transitioned to a reliever and have had great careers ever since. John Smoltz, for example, the Atlanta Brave great, started off as a starting pitcher and became one of the greatest closers the game ever saw. Uh, same thing with Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera started off as a starting pitcher, had a horrible series of starts for the Yankees until they figured out to put him in the bullpen. So uh, Joe Nathan is another one. The former uh, Minnesota twin and San Francisco giant started off as a starter. Didn't work out, put him in the bullpen became a flamethrowing closer. So you never know McGill, a transition to the bullpen could work out in his favor. Uh, Of course this uh, to start the MLB season, the rules state that for the first three weeks of the season, you're allowed to carry up to 28 players, uh, even though we're only uh, guessing 26 here. But uh, you never know what can happen. Of course, the roster by the second month of the season does have to slim down to 26. That's why we're going 26 in this preview. But I do foresee Peterson uh, making the rotation. I don't know what happens to McGill. I don't know if Buck wants to start him in Syracuse to begin the season. Of course, McGill coming off of an injury last season, uh, or if he wants to stash him in the pen. Uh, bullpen depth is greatly needed on this Mets team since Diaz went down in the World Baseball Classic, and we'll get to that right now. Uh, in the bullpen, uh, this is what I have on paper. We have Adam Adovino, uh Brooks Raley, Drew Smith, uh, David Robertson, Tommy Hunter, John Curtis, and Dennis Santana uh, in our in our bullpen now. Stranger Things could happen. One of these guys, I would assume it's either going to be San it, it could be Santana. One of these guys might get cut and make to make room for McGill. Right now we have McGill off the roster completely. We have him in Syracuse. But uh the locks. Adovino, obviously a lock, and he had a great showing in the World Baseball Classic. Uh in the semifinals, he pitched a heck of an inning uh against Cuba in that 14-2 win. I foresee right now Robertson being the closer. Of course, Robertson has experience being the closer uh, in both the Yankees uh, and the Cubs. So I, I, I see Robertson being the fill in for Diaz this season. Brooks Raley, of course, they brought him in as the lefty specialist. Uh, Drew Smith, who looked like a miniature Jacob deGrom last season until he got hurt. Uh, He was very impressive early on last season. Tommy Hunter, the Buck Walter favorite, the veteran. Uh, he's a savvy veteran, uh, throws hard. He, he, he's proven his worth to the Mets in the last two seasons. Uh, he Now with the injury to Diaz, he's a lock to make this team, I feel. And John Curtis, somebody we talked about on the very first Metropolitan Report this spring. Uh, John Curtis, of course, coming off of the Tommy John surgery uh, in 2021. He missed all of last year, but he's had a great spring as well. Uh, showing great stuff. His mechanics are great. You would have never thought he missed a year last year or got hurt the year before. Dennis Santana is a very interesting uh, pickup. Mets claimed him off waivers. Uh, he spent five major league seasons uh, in the bigs or parts of, of five seasons. Uh, hasn't really had much success, but, you know, you you things could be surprising. Of course, Santana uh, has been a member of the Dodgers uh, as well as the Texas Rangers. He started out this year in camp with the Minnesota Twins. They let him go, and the Mets claimed him off waivers. Because they did use a waiver claim, that's the only reason why I have him as a lock to uh, to start the season in the bullpen. Uh, He has a career ERA of 5.22, which is not what you want to see. I personally don't like any ERAs for relievers over three but you know he he does throw hard he does throw with a lot of velocity uh per the scouting report on him uh because he's spent the last couple years with the texas rangers i (laughs) because me being a a met a met's uh staunch mets observer haven't really gotten to see much of Dennis santana lately but uh from the way that he's looked in in camp so far this spring he has an era north of three but it remains to be seen if he, if he's a guy that the Mets stick with for the long haul or if he is a guy who they're going to look to let go as soon as somebody else becomes available. So uh, that's that. But uh, again, uh, the, these, these position battles are going to come down to the wire. Again, opening day is next Thursday uh, for the New York Mets. Of course, opening day, uh, next week, Thursday, uh, March 30th, uh, the Mets start the season on the road against the Miami Marlins and the Mets looking to put together the best roster that they can because they want to start the season off on the right note. And the Miami Marlins are not the the usual cellar dwelling team that they've always been. Of course, uh, the Miami Marlins, uh, they have jazz Chisholm, uh, who is a phenomenal talent, uh, cover boy of MLB the show this year they don't just put anybody on the cover of the show uh they have uh Sandy Alcantara who's coming off of a Cy Young winning season and then uh they've gotten better uh the Miami Marlins they've added uh Jean Segura the former Philadelphia Philly uh Jorge Soler is back for another season Garrett Cooper who was a power hitting first baseman uh so uh, this, this Marlins team has nothing to play with. Uh, they've added Luis uh, Arias, the former Minnesota Twins, uh, second baseman. Uh, so there's some, there's some oomph behind this team. Uh, hope they're hoping that uh, finally they could compete, uh, not having seen the playoffs since 2020, uh, the COVID shortened year. Uh, and of course, uh, our next episode will be next Wednesday once uh, we have the final rosters. Uh, I'll give you my uh, my game predictions uh, the day before opening day. So next week, Wednesday, we'll have our opening day special. But this has been our roster preview here. And again, uh, sound off in the comments uh, whether you guys think uh, the final spot should go to Beatty or Vientos uh, for position players, or neither should get it if you think I'm wrong. Uh, the starting pitching rotation – Who do you think is going to get it between Peterson and McGill, if you disagree with me, or what other option you think the Mets can go to? But uh, this this Mets team I have high hopes for. Uh, A bit of injury news. Uh, Over the weekend, Brandon Nimmo uh, was injured. Uh, He sprained his knee sliding into second base on a double play. Uh, He is considered week to week, but there is no fear that he will uh, miss opening day which is a good sign of things because the way that the Mets have been going lately, uh, of course, the Diaz injury in the world baseball classic Brooks Raley uh, having to be removed from team USA uh, due to an injury, um, a minor injury uh, at that. And then you had uh starling Marte missed some time. He's now back after he took a fastball to the helmet uh, in his second spring training game this spring. Nimo is a little bit concerning because he reported to spring late after the major contract that he was given uh, in the off season. Uh, you know, you hate to you hate to pay a guy big money and extend him, and then he gets hurt. Uh, he was uh, rehabbing several injuries, and Nimmo. is very concerning because he has an injury history. But again, there is no fear that he will miss opening day. Well, folks, uh, again, we we, we will be back next Wednesday. In the interim, stay glued to our YouTube channel uh, where I'll I'll have uh, Metropolitan Report shorts. Uh, Stay tuned to the Instagram at the underscore metropolitan underscore report where we bring you news that we may not cover here on the show and we get you late breaking updates on anything as it happens. Uh, Again, you can follow the grid network on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the underscore grid G-R-Y-D network. And until next week Wednesday I've said everything that there is to say and the only thing left to say is let's go mets
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky in line at the deli I guess ah in my dentist's office